This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right. Welcome, everybody. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. That time of the week, it's Thursday. Dr. Kelly Victory joining us now, as well as Steve House. Dr. Kelly, how are you today? I am doing great. Can't believe, as I say each week, I can't believe we're still discussing some of this craziness. I know. But uh, here, here we are. It's not going away anytime soon. I'm uh, I'm sorry to say Steve House joining us as well. Steve, welcome, and you're the whole reason we do this on a weekly basis, and you're the one that really put us together, so thank you for doing that as well. You know, it's funny, the way you said it, you said it's that time of the week. And I'm like, <laughs> that sounds so derogatory, but in a way, these are always conversations that are hard, so maybe it's appropriate. Um. Yeah, and again, you know, I've said this numerous times, and everybody knows this, and I've had even some comments on this. You would have thought by now this thing would be over, we'd be done with, you know, the three of us could move on and talk about lots of other things instead of this. Reality, guys, is it's not going anywhere. I don't think it's going anywhere quickly. This, this I think, does very well play into some of the things that we've been talking about, you know, for quite some time in the fact that, you know, what was this originally designed for? I mean, all the way back to... COVID itself and then the response to, and you guys have heard me say this numerous times, I'm not going to mince any words, I I think there was a larger agenda here than A, trying to figure out what was going on uh, on in the Wuhan laboratory when it came to, you know, the the, the whole COVID strain in and of itself. I think this was a bioweapon. Whether it was released early or not, I don't have any answers on that. And then the response to it, let's face it, I feel is another bioweapon. Dr. Kelly, your thoughts? Well, I do think that there, there's absolutely irrefutable evidence, John, that this was something that was planned. We know that the uh, that the virus itself was lab manipulated. We know that U.S. taxpayer dollars were used to help actually fund the development of this uh, pathogen. We know that people have lied after lied after lied, you know, committed perjury about it. We know that the Department of Defense is heavily involved in it. We know that multiple levels of our government have been involved in the cover-up of the fact that it did come out of a lab. Uh, I cannot say with certainty that it was released purposefully, but it certainly was developed purposefully, uh, and it was developed way before we were told about it yep. when it first arrived on the scene uh, in January, you know, late 2019 or early 2020. Uh, there's no question that it was in the development process for long before that, and that there was co- uh, co- collaboration at a minimum 
with the pharmaceutical companies who had patents on a vaccine for this mm -hmm. uh, virus well before we were told about it. So there are so many layers of deception and fraud and yep. corruption and lies yep. uh, that the, whether it was released purposefully or not is kind of minor at True. this point. Good point. Steve, and, and along those lines, and I guess where I keep coming back to this whole you know, if it were not the things that we just stated a moment ago, why then continue with this constant, you know, barrage of cover up and acting like nothing's wrong when, in fact, there are all sorts of things wrong? I just common sense wise keep coming back to you don't have to cover up things that weren't wrong to be, you know, if it wasn't wrong to begin with, you wouldn't be covering it up. No, and, and, to add, and I completely agree with that. I think the part that's concerning me more these days is everything Kelly said, plus. Um, when we find out that SV40 and Oncogene is embedded in it, when you find out the level of aluminum and other, the other things, so the cover-up of the virus itself leaked intentionally, not leaked, but then either the shadiest job, the, the worst quality control in history on manufacturing this vaccine, or real bad intentions on the vaccine itself. I mean, for a while, we just kind of thought, it didn't work because mRNA vaccines don't work because coronaviruses mutate too soon or too quickly. Mm -hmm. But now we're starting to see stuff come out about what's really in these vaccines. And you start to think to yourself, this wasn't just sloppy work. There had to be something more going on here. I mean, I could be wrong, but every week I hear about something else that's in the vaccine itself that's been tested that appears to be yeah. really, really bad. And I don't know who to blame for it, but it just doesn't look like it's innocent. Dr. Kelly, you, you, you're in this as much as, you know, way more even than what Steve and I are. Your thoughts on that? No, I, I agree. I've said from the beginning, first of all, this wasn't mistakes my government made. It was lies my government told me. Yeah. And I absolutely agree. You cannot, if we are supposed to believe that this was just incompetence, that these guys had completely shoddy quality control, I don't buy it. I think that there are just too many things that line up. And frankly, if it's not the case, and Steve and I and you, John, are just being conspiracy theorists, well, that's on them. It's their fault. It's the government's True. fault that we've become conspiracy theorists. Because when you lie to somebody enough and you deceive them enough and you, know, you get them to look behind the curtain and see how much corruption there is, if we happen to be wrong about this one, well, that's not my fault. Because we have every single reason to question everything that we are being told by our government right now because there have been so many lies. Yep, and, and I want to remind everybody, not the first time in the history of, especially modern history of our U.S. government, you know, that that's happened and they've lied to people. I mean, I think we can go through multiple different things that have happened throughout the years, including all the way back to probably Kennedy's shooting, which is another conversation for another day. But the reality is uh, we live in a day and age today, Dr. Kelly and Steve both, where I don't trust them at all. I had very little trust in them prior to COVID, and I have a whole lot less, and there wasn't much to lose in the first place. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying is that I think they, they have undermined any residual faith and confidence that we had in them. Uh, and God helped them trying to get it back. And this is the stuff, unfortunately, that revolutions are made of. When mm -hmm. people have finally said the government is supposed to be here to serve us, they work for us. Right. They answer to we the people. Once they have undermined that, this is what revolutions are made of, John. 
Yep, and and again, that's one of those conversations. Go ahead, Steve. One of the conversations we can probably have down the road again along those exact lines, especially as we get closer to the election time. But Steve, go ahead, comment on that. I have a theory, and and Kelly's going down this path too, and that is in the rooms where they were talking to social media and tech people about censoring what they called misinformation. Um, I think I think in part, you know, the, it's certainly on the political side. The reason why that was so important was because they couldn't allow Americans to lose faith in government. I mean, True. that's what so many politicians are worried about today, right? I mean, they're, they're talking about misinformation because they, they're trying to blame people for the misinformation rather than, than to own up to the problem. And I think that there is a unbelievably good reason, badly done, for the government to want the people to believe in what they're doing. Because if you don't, then you have a revolution. I mean, kind of like what Kelly talked about, right? Revolutions are not, you know, fun things. Certainly they're, they're horrific. But at the same time, I think there was a huge amount of time and energy still being spent on that one subject because you can't allow people to not believe in government. Yep. And it's too late. Yep. All right. Good, good holding point there. We'll come right back. Questions, by the way, I should have mentioned this earlier. Please text us your questions. 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. interest mortgage. Kurt Rogers is going to join me at 5 o'clock tonight, by the way. We'll get an update on the housing market and the mortgage world as well. 720-895-0500. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take aim. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original Asset Manager Loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take aim, affordable interest mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Over twenty years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. All right, and if you like what you're hearing on Thursdays with us and you want a doctor that cares for you the exact same way that we're talking right now, that's Dr. Scott Faulkner. Make an appointment, 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right, find out if solar is the right fit for you 
Give Alan Davis a call today, Level Engineering, and he'll let you know whether it is and if the timing is right. 303-378-7537. Alan Davis knows that you value your energy independence. He also knows that you would want to own your personal power production facility if you could. That can happen today with solar panels and a battery system if you need it from Level Engineering. There's great pride in ownership and knowing that no one else can cut off your electricity and keep you from achieving complete energy freedom. KLZ listeners have taken these brave steps working with Allen. The typical benefits include no increase ever in your power bill, no additional bill due to the smart meter the power company has installed, and great savings on your power bill. Usually, only about 25 to 35% of the amount you were going to pay the power company. Most everyone who now has solar is thrilled that they got it, just like some of our KLZ listeners. They love the freedom from the power company that it gives them, and they love the huge tax credit, too. Call Alan Davis for a no-obligation quote. Call 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Dr. Kelly Victory, Steve House joining us as well. All right, Steve, you sent a article here just a couple of days ago from... Uh, Epic Health talking about every additional four years in age, risk of dying uh, from the COVID-19 injection doubles. That's a new study. Talk about that for a moment. Well, yeah, I mean, you think about it, right? So first of all, um, the target audience for the vaccines is the elderly, right? right? Because we saw lots of elderly people die because they had reduced respiratory function, reduced immune system support um, when COVID first came out. So you target the elderly. But unfortunately, according to the study, the older you are, the greater the risk of dying from the vaccine. And it's not a simple risk change. If you're 40 years old versus 45 or 45 versus 50, Mm. the 50-year-old has double the risk Mm of the 45-year-old of mm. dying from the vaccine, the 55-year-old over the 50-year-old. I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, I, I, I was really looking forward to bringing this up and talking to, you know, Kelly, who's been around epidemiology. He's not an epidemiologist, but been around it enough to say, look, how often have you ever seen risk rise at that mm. rate mm. for this type of a scenario? And I bet you it's not very often. Good question. No, particularly, particularly when weighed against the increase in risk from the disease itself, the thing you're supposedly trying to be prevented against, i.e. COVID, um, COVID does, your risk of having a bad outcome from COVID does increase as you get older, but it increases by a fraction of a single percent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Children, as I said, are fundamentally at zero risk. And yes, when you get into your seventh, you know, eighth and ninth decades of life, you have an, a higher than zero risk of a bad outcome from COVID, just like you do from the common cold or from influenza or any other respiratory virus. But you never get above a couple of percentage points. Your risk of dying from the thing that's supposed to protect you against the virus uh, it goes up exponentially. It's insanity. It is absolutely unconscionable that these are being recommended to anyone. Mm-hmm. They should have been pulled from the market over a year ago. Well, and this goes back to, guys, you know, both of you, this goes back to, you know, again, I'm I'm not trying to be a tinfoil hat guy because you know me. I'm not that way. I really try to look at things in a very, you know, educated, common sense, reasonable manner. But, Dr. Kelly, everything that Steve said in regards to the mortality rate and what you're saying right now in regards to them continually pushing this, knowing all of the things that we now know, 
I mean, there's got to be nefarious things going on with our population or they wouldn't be. You can't just say this is, you know, this is the science and I'm going to believe it. That's hogwash now. Correct. And and you've got, you know, people, unfortunately, have got to wake up because they're, you know, they're. Uh, their lives are at stake now, and that's not hyperbole. Um, if you buy into this and continue to believe this safe and effective business and sign up for more of these shots, you are really taking your life in your hands. Uh, and it's unfortunate that they've been so successful yep. at silencing people yep. uh, who, you know, who have tried to sound the alarm on this. So people have got to wake up, start looking elsewhere for their news sources, or at least doing some reading on their own, uh, getting out of just you know listening to CNN or Fox News or whatever is on the mainstream, because uh, you, you are putting yourself in peril. There is a Twitter uh, article, I guess, on this from Brandon Stokely talking about, and I, I don't want to play because I don't want to take time away from you guys, but essentially, and I'll put this up in our notes so you guys can listen to this here for yourself a little bit later if you'd like, but... Basically, Johns Hopkins University professor, uh, Dr. Marty McAray, telling the House Select Subcommittee, you know, really in, in a quote, the greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. Goes back to what we're talking about, and they're now talking about this on Capitol Hill. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, and, I, and I go ahead, Steve. I was going to say, you know, John, first of all, Marty is not a guy... I don't know him as well as Kelly does, but I've talked to him a couple of times. He's not a kind of guy that, that, that has hyperbole as part of his normal dialogue. Okay. He's very controlled, very scientific. When he starts talking about that kind of stuff, I mean, I was surprised by it, actually. I would expect, I mean, Peter, Peter's a little bit more on the, you know, out there kind of scenario, right. Pierre Corey, right. some of those guys. But this guy's one of the most conservative docs, um, and he's out there talking about this. I was shocked by it. But I absolutely believe him. I, mean, I do, that's too. what's really happening here. I do, too. Yes. Uh, Dr. Kelly, go ahead. You can comment as well. No, no I was going to say, uh, and I agree with you. In fact, I, I think at some points, Dr. Macri actually kind of uh, you know, straddled the fence and wasn't as aggressive yep. and agree. vocal as he, as he might have been. Um, you know, well, really he, quick, do you suppose he has any regrets over that now, knowing everything we know? I, I do think so. I do think so. I think that he was, you know, he was really very... Um, you know, straddling the fence is what I'll leave it at. Yep, I agree uh, with that. Than being super vocal. So, yes, he is now, you know, addressing the elephant in the room, which is that the, best, the biggest purveyor of disinformation and misinformation has been from the beginning the government. Yep. And what they didn't do on their own, they did through a third party uh, because of this yep. collusion with big tech. They absolutely breached the Constitution by farming out to big tech, i.e. Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all of those, the censorship of American citizens, something that the government themselves is not allowed to do. So therefore, they colluded with big tech and said, we aren't allowed to do it, so you do it. Mm -hmm. You shut up these citizens who are saying things that we don't want people to hear. Um, It's unconscionable. We have got to get to the bottom of it. And unless the Republicans, unfortunately, the Democrats certainly aren't going to do anything about it. And unless the Republicans actually grow a spine and push back. We can't even elect a speaker, Dr. Kelly. I have no idea how we're going to do what you just asked. God help us and save us. Unbelievable, Steve. I I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But I agree with, with Dr. Kelly. But how do we do that when we can't even get together on who to elect? And, you know, right now, obviously... 
you've seen in the news this week too that Moderna and Pfizer really was publishing the fact that the uptake in the new um, vaccine, um, the monovalent vaccine, is like two percent, and it's well below even where they anticipated even a month ago. And their take on it is that there's too much misinformation about the danger of the vaccines, right? So that's their first thing. But part of the reason why the Biden administration is pushing back on the Supreme Court so hard on the rules about censorship is because their agenda is tied to getting this vaccine to be adopted by people. They are not going to survive what they did wrong in the first place if they can't get people to continue to believe what they're saying to them now. And so the whole thing is tied together right now. And, you know, Speaker of the House, or no Speaker of the House, I mean, we could debate that all day, but in reality, the government needs to function for their own benefit, not ours, by having control over the narrative, and they don't. And that's a problem Yep, I, for them. Yep, no, you're right. Fully agree. All right, got a couple of questions that I want to get answered. Uh, some of these came in during the week. A couple of them have come in today. Uh, let's see. When you have Dr. Kelly on, uh, ask in relation to the cancer topic that we covered a couple of weeks ago. The use of fenbendazole, I don't know if I'm saying that right, fenbendazole, yeah. and if you have any information about the effectiveness of it. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, well, fenbendazole is um, a, a drug in the class of anti-helminth drugs. It's, a, it's an anti-parasitic drug, not unlike ivermectin. Okay. Um, it has been shown to have a tremendous impact on cancer growth. Lots of different cancers, prostate cancers, colon cancers, lung cancer, breast cancer. Uh, lots of studies have been done. Fenbendazole right now is used largely, almost entirely for animals. It isn't something that we use in humans. Okay. That doesn't mean that you couldn't. Uh, there are other drugs in that class, however, mebendazole, for example, which is uh, used in humans frequently. I think that suffice to say, without getting too much in the weeds, that entire class of medications and these anti-parasitics, which include ivermectin, have unbelievable promise. And this isn't something new, and this is what I think people need to know. It has been suppressed. This information has been out there for decades. They have known the impact of these drugs on cancers for decades. The FDA, the drug companies have not allowed you to know that. These studies are not all brand new. The NIH has huge reports on the impact of these drugs. They are dirt cheap, they are extraordinarily safe, and they would likely supplant Mm. the need for many chemotherapy drugs Mm. that make a lot of people, including oncologists, a lot of money with far, far fewer side effects. So suffice to say, those drugs are out there. They absolutely are beneficial. And but these are don't be led to believe that we all of the sudden discovered this. This has been known for decades. Okay, given the fact this is a question just came in, I've got a couple of others as well, but this one just came in and goes along with some of what we're talking about. Given the fact that we've got drugs, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and some of the things, Dr. Kelly, that you're mentioning, I know that's for cancer, but when it comes to COVID itself and the fact that there are now known treatments, even the government backed off of their anti ivermectin stance here. Just recently, given all of that, why are there still emergency use orders standing when knowing we've got other treatments for COVID? Why are they still got, you know, why are these guys still getting a pass? Well, absolutely. It's wrong because there are two things that are required 
to have uh, to, to have the EUA. First of all, you have to be in an emergency. You right. have an emergency. Which we are not anymore. There's supposed to be an emergency. The emergency has been officially ended. Right. It officially ended many, many months or a year after it should have ended. But nonetheless, it has been ended officially by right. dictum from the president. So how you have an emergency use authorization or the continuing use of that uh, to, to allow other boosters or whatever to get out there is beyond me. Furthermore, as you know, this caller rightly points out, the other thing that's required in order to get an EUA, an emergency use authorization, is there aren't supposed to be other available treatments. And God only knows we have gobs of them, mm -hmm. not only ivermectin, but the whole protocol that people like Drs. McCullough and Corey and, and others and I have been talking about now for an excess of two years. So it defies logic. There should not be an EUA for anything at this point. Steve, your thoughts on that? I think there's an EUA only so that it gives the federal government flexibility to react in a crisis they created and they can't figure out how to get out of it. Mm. Doesn't There's no justification mm. for that, mm. but that's what it is. Mm. I mean, you know, if anything changes, if anything pops up and happens, you know, first of all, they continue to try to make adjustments to the drug, the vaccine. I mean, it's not working. I mean, but, but on top of that, as we continue to see further stuff, you, you still have that third rail of narrative we talked about last week, which is, it's not the vaccine that's causing all these cancers. It's right. the COVID virus itself. EUA to me is nothing more than a point of flexibility because mm. they know they can't get out of the situation they're in right now. Mm. Great point. Well, the other thing. Well, the other thing that's important to point out is that as long as as the vaccines or boosters or anything else is only available under emergency use authorization, which it is. And there right. isn't a single injection in this country that is FDA approved for COVID. They're all only under the EUA. As long as that's the case, the pharmaceutical companies have blanket liability protection. You cannot sue a pharmaceutical company for a drug or a treatment or an intervention that is being right. used under emergency use. Right. So they enjoy, Steve, ongoing yep. uh, liability protection during this whole scam. Yep, which is which is criminal in and of itself, guys. I mean, that's another one we could spend literally an entire hour on talking about. Got another question that came in. This one I know we've covered in the past. Is there any truth to the, the mRNA being injected into cattle? I know we've covered this in the past, but it's come up again. And if so, is there any risk of you know, unvaccinated getting, you know, the mRNA through, say, you, you know, cattle that are injected with this by having a stake? There's no question that they are injecting um, cattle and fowl and other, you know, parts of our food source with mRNA-based vaccines. Um, it remains to be seen whether or not you can ingest either the mRNA or spike protein or anything else because we don't know at this point what elements actually are killed, for example, or denatured right. during cooking process, right. for example, at high heat. Right. The answer to the question really is we don't know. Um, my One of my big concerns is I, I don't know about you, but I would not pick up anything from the grocery store that I intend to ingest that doesn't have a list of ingredients on the back. I don't care what you pick up, if it's a can of Campbell's soup or a box of, you know, crackers right, right. or anything else, it says what's in the box, what goes into it. If you pick up a steak or a, you know, package of chicken breast, 
and it isn't disclosed there, you have every reason to believe that what's in there is just the cow, you know, the chunk right. of beef. Right. Uh, if they were, if they're starting to inject our food source with other things, we should be aware of what those things are. And at this point, there is no labeling that says that. Which and one of those comes back to one of those conversations we have constantly. There just hasn't been enough study, enough testing. This whole idea of, you know, well, science is correct. Well, science involves a lot of what I just said that we have not done in these particular situations, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you, you can see, you know, certain packages of, uh, of meat, for example, will tell you, you know, you know, not, you know, no hormones or they weren't fed this or that. But unless you actually have a disclaimer that says free from vaccines or free from mRNA based, you know, based injections or free from this, then you have no guarantee of what it is you're getting. Yep. Makes sense. Steve, your comments. First of all, I have a little different tactic than Kelly does. I don't go to the grocery store and look to see if something has ingredient, all the ingredients before I buy it. I just only buy stuff Dr. Kelly tells me. There we go. That just makes it so much (laughs) easier. Um, You know, I heard this week, I read an article this week, and I should have forwarded it to you guys, that there is now pesticides and other um, produced things that are relative to farming and raising food that are using mRNA type technologies as well. Um, not sure exactly. I mean, you know, mRNA into a pest, if you have the wrong thing put into a, you know, a pest, obviously the pest is going to die. I mean, they're, they're organisms. I mean, they're living organisms, but I think it goes way beyond what they're doing to cattle and fowl and other things. I think they're going to use the same sort of delivery mechanism for pesticides and other herbicides mm. that are going to end up being into the food supply regardless. So I think we're in trouble, even if we know the ingredients, if we don't absolutely know how the foods were treated during the growing process, because I think that's going to be an impact that gets us in the long run as well. And that comes back, Dr. Kelly, to your question of if it's there, you know, if it's not injected into us like the shots are now, does it still end up having the same effects? And the answer is we don't know, right? Correct. It is certainly their intention. I had this discussion with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough not uh, long ago. It is their intention to get people to be able to ingest vaccines so that you don't no longer need to be injected with a needle yourself. You will actually ingest them through your food source. So they are working. It is their intention that you will be able to ingest whatever the vaccine is through the spinach or whatever it is that they bake it into. Uh, So the answer to the question right now is we don't know. But don't think for a minute that that's not exactly what they're hoping to do, because it makes it a whole lot easier to get people to take their medicine. You know, the old spoonful of sugar, uh, if they, they can get you to take it because they've put it into the food source, it makes it much more difficult mm. for people to know what they're getting and yep. much easier for the government to make sure that you take what they want. Kind of comes back to the conversation we had just a few weeks ago on the whole aerosol aerosol sides of the of the aisle as well, Dr. Kelly and Steve. I mean, that was another conversation we had, but it fits right along with what you're talking about, correct? Yeah, it does. I mean, aerosols, aerosols, food ingestible stuff. I mean, what they don't know won't hurt them, or maybe yeah. they don't understand what they do or what's good for them. I mean, there's all kinds of justifications. I mean, essentially, when you approve a drug, a vaccine, if you will, through the FDA process, 
and then you mandate its use, they're forcing you to take it. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot easier probably to yep. do that through an aerosol yep. or through yep. a food. Good system. point. But either way, they're they've, they're already doing it. Is yep. what I'm saying. Great point. All right. Using it for technology. Next question, Doctor Kelly. Again, another one of these we've covered in the past, but as we go along, some of these answers may actually change a little bit as we get more and more information. I don't know if we do on this one. Uh, ask Kelly if the Johnson and Johnson shot creates spike protein similar to the other two injections and is that safer than the other two and then would it be safe to be intimate with somebody that did the j and j shot and then we can probably talk about the intimacy sides of it with just even the other uh the other shots as well but let's start with j and j yeah no j and j does not have the ongoing does not have the um, the messenger uh rna problem it was a dna based injection uh so although it had big issues with regard to um, blood clots in particular related to the spike proteins. Uh, it does not have the ongoing issue with incorporation into the, uh, the, the messenger RNA incorporating and continuing to produce spike proteins okay. in perpetuity. We don't know the answer to this question about sexual intimacy uh, and whether or not there is a risk from the mRNA shots or the DNA shots. Right. We just don't know. Right. These are the sorts of things that normally... And this kind of comes back to the whole conversation the about the food source and so on. I mean, since the delivery is changing in that we, we just... Again, I think, I'm, I think I'm following along correctly because the delivery is not the same. We don't know, Right. Exactly. We just don't know the answer to these questions. We we haven't had enough. There's no way to tell. We don't have the, the data. We don't know. And we haven't, we haven't been far enough down the road to collect enough information to know what the real answer is, right? Co- correct. Correct. We we simply and there's nobody's keeping track of anything. We you know they, they aren't studying it. In fact, they're trying to yep, to right. uh, eliminate our ability to study. And Good it's point. The opposite. If you actually wanted to find out the answer to these things. There are people actively working against it to make sure that you can't capture this data. Good point. Good point. All right. We'll come right back. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. Although, Kelly, it's my belief that the J&J shot itself, under most normal safety protocols in the past, would have been taken off the market anyway, even though it doesn't have the same problem. It had enough problems that it would not have survived. Good point. Oh, 100 percent. Oh, 100 percent. No, no question. As I said, they gunned for it. They tried to make it the odd man out and they've made a huge deal about the blood clots as they should have. But they uh, they clearly wanted J&J out of their way so that they could move forward with the only option being an mRNA vaccine. Uh, but you're you're quite correct, Steve. They would have they should have under any circumstance removed J&J. But God only knows they should be removing the others as well. Okay, that that leads along to something else before we go to break that I'm going to throw in just because it fits. Novavax, we talked about that years ago, and that was going to come to market and sort of be the quote-unquote savior of that world because it was going to be better, not have the same side effects and so on. Whatever happened, Dr. Kelly, with Novavax? Well, it's still out there. Uh, it, it isn't available in most of the United States. I'd always said from the beginning that if I were forced, I mean, literally held down uh, and forced to take an injection, that's the one I would have wanted. Okay. Um, because although it's problematic, you get injected with a dose of, you know, spike protein, you wouldn't have the ongoing issue with creating more and more spike proteins in perpetuity. Um, it is still out there. They use it in uh, certainly... It's available in Europe, and uh, it may be available in Canada as well. I don't know. But uh, it's largely unavailable here in the U.S. All right. Let's take a quick timeout. Questions keep coming in. 
Uh, please send them again, 307 200 8222. Hi Five Plumbing is next. Any Anything you've got going on with your plumbing, uh, fresh water, the water going out, the drains, uh, upgrades. We talked to Levi on Monday, even just outside faucets. If you want to do some upgrades there, they can take care of all of that. Hi Five Plumbing, 877 We High Five. You're a go getter who's looking for a new challenge with a company that values people, and High Five has you covered. High Five Plumbing is growing, and they have an immediate need for administrative, finance, and marketing staff members at their corporate office in Golden, Colorado. Take a look inside High Five's gorgeous new headquarters, and you'll see a company who takes care of its people with generous pay, benefits, and perks. High Five's leaders, Cassie and Levi, know that if they take care of their employees, then their employees will take care of their customers. And that's why they offer full medical, dental, and vision to employees and their families, as well as flexible schedules and plenty of paid time off. High Five hosts corporate events, sports outings, and other events because they truly value their work family and the culture that they have built at High Five Plumbing. And High Five also has you covered with t-shirts, jackets, hats, and more with High Five gear that Cassie and Levi give to their employees as a thank you. So come join the winning team at High Five Plumbing by going to klzradio.com plumbing and let them know that you're interested. Golden Eagle Financial, make sure that your financial house is in order. Call Al Smith today. Find him at klzradio.com. Managing your retirement portfolio to avoid risk and maximize returns is difficult. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will help you navigate it. He can streamline the complexity in your plan so it's clearer and easier to understand. He has powerful tools to ensure that you don't outlive your assets fall victim to volatility or make questionable market moves. Al knows that the opposite of having a purpose in retirement is having anxiety, and he turns your anxiety into confidence and thoughtfully walking through your retirement plan step by step. He helps you build a roadmap of your assets as you inch toward retirement, keeping surprises minimized and returns maximized. Al will help you to avoid wrong turns, guiding you to financial preparedness to match your plans. Contact Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial for a no-strings consultation and learn how he can help you create a stress-free retirement by going to klzradio.com money. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right, up next, Pops Garage Doors, and make sure that your garage door is working properly, and if not, give them a call today. They're not there to upsell you, just to fix what you have going on. Find them at klzradio.com. With Pops Garage Door expert installation and warranty, you can rest assured that your LiftMaster garage door will last up to 20 years. Pops offers the highest quality, longest-lasting LiftMaster garage doors with three times the warranty of the big box store because they know you don't want to replace your garage door every seven years. Pops Garage Door takes pride in offering you the same price as these other stores because they trust the durability and life of a LiftMaster to far exceed any of the other garage doors. Doors, and they deal directly with the LiftMaster manufacturer to simplify the process for you. Pops is able to honor the product warranty when they provide LiftMaster doors because LiftMaster stands behind their product. 
Pops also offers you an additional two-year labor warranty so you can be confident you made the right choice. Get high-quality, long-lasting garage door installations with Pops Garage Door. Go to klzradio.com garage. That's klzradio.com garage. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. And we are back. Dr. Kelly Victory with us. And I should have said this earlier. If you want to know more about Dr. Kelly, just go to our website, RushToReason.com, and there's an entire page dedicated to her and all the different things we've done over the years, by the way. In fact, it's all categorized very nicely, where if you go click on her page, you'll see all the different things we've done. They're right there in front of you on the website. You can actually then forward those on to other people if you'd like. Dr. Kelly, this is not necessarily COVID-related, but it is big pharma-related, and that is statins. We get questions constantly on air, off air, even on, the, on you know, yesterday's, you know, my first hour is Health and Wellness Wednesday. We talk about it there at times. Talk to us about statins. What are they, what they do, and what's your thoughts on them? Well, fundamentally, statin drugs are drugs like Lipitor is probably the most common one that people are aware of that are intended to decrease cholesterol. Okay. We've been led to believe over the years that cholesterol is the big bad boogeyman that causes heart disease and heart attacks. And if you have high cholesterol, you need to lower it. Most people are not able to lower cholesterol on their own, meaning just with dietary changes. Only about 10% of people, no matter how strict you are and you cut out cheese and meat and mm-hmm. dairy and all these other things, most people will not make an appreciable change in their cholesterol. Okay. About 10% of people can. So statin drugs became very, very popular to get cholesterol down. Well, lo and behold, they absolutely decrease your cholesterol. If you take Lipitor, you will plummet your cholesterol. The problem is, and the little unknown secret that Big Pharma didn't share, is that it turns out when everybody decreased their cholesterol with Lipitor, it didn't make any difference. It made the doctor happy because your lab test came back and your cholesterol went from 300 to, you know, 160. But other than making a nice lab value to put in the chart, it did not impact heart attack rates or survival rates. In other words, it didn't actually do anything to make you live longer. And statin drugs are not without significant uh, side effects. They cause a lot of musculoskeletal problems. Uh, some people can't even take them because they become so debilitated with sort of arthritic-type complaints that they can't get out of bed. They cause liver issues, lots of downsides. So, again, statin drugs the most commonly prescribed medication in the United States after antidepressants and sleep aids. Um, we're a highly, uh, you know, we, we, we're a group of, you know, depressed insomniacs in the United States. Don't ask me why, given how good we have it. Um, but statin drugs make a lot of money for pharmaceutical companies, and it turns out that they don't actually do anything appreciable to decrease your risk of death. Gotcha. All right. Um Another question, and I'm going to try to parse these accordingly. Let, let me do this. It appears that Senator Rand Paul, maybe, Steve, you know more about this, appears that Senator Rand Paul is continuing to pursue legal actions against Anthony Fauci. Do you have any information on how that's going or if, in fact, that's true? Um, I, I think he's referred him for potential prosecution. I, Rand Paul himself can't specifically pursue um, criminal action against Fauci. It's got to come out of the DOJ. 
Um, in this particular case, of course, this is not a DOJ that I expect to do much of anything agree. to Anthony Fauci. I, I, I mean, Hillary Clinton would have been prosecuted long ago if the DOJ was going to go after something like this. True. So I don't think anything will happen to Fauci whatsoever. I mean, maybe in the end, the, the most important thing to him is his reputation, and his reputation continues to get worse. The worst thing that could happen to him in his mind probably is the loss of reputation, and I think he's going to go down that path a agree. long way. Agreed. All right. And, and by the way, Steve, I agree with you on that. And I have not heard myself personally of anything outside of what you just said either, so I'll verify that also. Um, not that yep. I'm an expert, but I read a lot, and I haven't seen anything uh, outside of that either. All right. This one, Dr. Kelly, for you. Fall of 2019, had COVID, was sick for a few weeks, lost my taste and smell, took months for those senses to stay or to return, have never been the same, 70 years of age, never had the shot, was diagnosed last fall with EPI, exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. After being diagnosed, I began hearing ads for Creon because of an increase of this in so many people. I have to take three uh, 24,000 IU tabs with each meal to make my pancreas function, and even then I have problems. Question is, could whatever was in the COVID virus, if it was in fact lab-produced, have caused this problem? Well, it's a good. It, it, it's certainly possible. There's no way for me to say that anyone's individual you know, health problem is a result of having had the virus. Uh, we are seeing an increase in EPI. Fundamentally, the, the, the pancreas's job is to make enzymes that help us uh, do lots of things. And one of the enzymes it makes is, is insulin that allows us to process glucose. But it also makes a lot of the enzymes that we need to uh, digest food. So if your pancreas shuts down, you can have a problem. And Creon is essentially taking, you're essentially eating the enzymes that your pancreas is failing to make so that you can digest foods properly in your stomach and in your intestine. Okay. So that's what Creon is. Okay. Uh, we have seen an increase in people with some of these pancreatic issues that I think may well be related to the vaccine. And by the vaccine, I mean this spike protein specifically. So anything that can be caused by the spike proteins from the vaccine could be caused by somebody getting uh, the virus. But all of that said, there's no way for me to say, yes, this person, you had COVID, and yes, it was the COVID that caused this. Hmm. There are other things that can do it, including vir- you know, other viral infections. Got it. We know that there are people, some people will develop, we have cases where people develop type 1 diabetes, it kills off their pancreas, when they get strep throat or if they have, you know, a really bad case of influenza. So some of these infections can attack the pancreas, I see. and it's certainly possible that that's what happens. I see. Uh, somebody just asked hey, a moment John. ago. No, go ahead, Steve, go ahead. And, and I'll, I'll say this for Kelly to comment as well. The, the fundamental problem that I see, and you know, I'm around clinical medicine a lot, is that inflammation is the antithesis to um, living a high-quality, yep. pain-free, right. healthy life. Well, right. the spike protein by itself creates inflammation. That's It's fundamental. That's why we should never have given it to pregnant women, for example. But I think anything, you know, Kelly can't specifically name it, but you can assume if you're taking something that keeps getting produced over and over and over again and it causes inflammation, anything is possible on the on the downside. Okay. Uh, you know what? I, I would... I would agree with all that. I, I can't argue that, Steve. In fact, we talk about that a lot here, uh, not only with YouTube, but on Wednesdays as well when it comes to the whole inflammation end of things. Dr. Kelly, really quick, because uh, I know we only got a couple of minutes left here. 
on statins, somebody just asked, do we have any kind of you know websites or information we can send folks to? So if we've got a family member or somebody that's trying to investigate this for themselves, where do they find that statin information at? Uh, I, I can't you know rattle it off the top of my head and tell you where to look. I can look and see if I can find a good overview article, John, that, I, okay. that we could post then on okay. the uh, on your website. So let me take a look. Okay. I, I can't Perfect. think of something offhand. Perfect. Um, but it's it is worth somebody investigating if you're. Yeah, on I, and, and by the way, I, I think for a lot of folks, I mean, I know we we spend a lot of this hour talking about you know COVID and mRNA and all of that, but yeah, this one is continues to resurface because again, it's one of those things that for a lot of folks gets recommended. And by the way, Dr. Kelly, not always at an old age, as you know. There are people in their 40s and 50s that are being you know, recommended to take these things. And by the way, I don't consider that to be old. So at the end of the day, I think that would be very helpful to all of our listeners. Uh, I agree. But and more important, I think, John, is that people should be left with this. When you're a doctor, and I don't care who it is, certainly if you're seeing me, when you something is recommended to you for anything, I don't care if it's an antibiotic, a chemotherapy regimen, something for high blood pressure, whatever, you should be asking your doctor, what are the risks yep. of this particular medication? What side effects might I have? And, and then other questions to ask are, what do we know about what is the chance, what is the impact that this drug is mm-hmm. going to have on me, doctor? So it's going yep. to decrease my blood pressure. What it does that, and what do we expect that, what do we know about the impact that that's going to have? It's yep. going to decrease my cholesterol. Great. Do the studies show that that decrease in cholesterol is going to improve my quality of life, decrease my yep. risk of heart attack? Yeah, great point. You know, for whatever it is, the idea of just saying, oh, great, I'll take this prescription, and we've all done it, uh, without asking those questions really isn't wise. You have the right to ask the questions, what do we know about the side effects, and what is the positive outcome that you are hoping to affect, doctor, by giving me this drug? Yep, great point. All right, guys, I'll leave it at that. We're out of time. It's always, always a quick hour. I appreciate both of you so much. Dr. Kelly, I'll let you go first. I appreciate you, your time, and all that you do for our listeners. Thanks, as always, for having me. You bet. Have a great night. Steve, as well, thank you very much for all of you listening. Steve's got a huge background in this area, as you can tell. And, Steve, uh, it is because of you we do this, and I appreciate it very much. It's always good to be with you, John. And for statins, people need to realize that things like your retina needs need cholesterol, be very, very careful. There you go. Appreciate you, man, very much, as always. And again, folks, any of these that you've ever missed, you can go right to the website. Dr. Kelly has a complete website on you know our website, a page listed there where a lot of these things we talk about are all there, and you can go through and find all of that. Veteran Windows and Doors, 35% off and free labor right now. Find them at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors owner Dave Bancroft doesn't want you to fall victim to sheet mentality buying and useless gimmicks. That's why Dave stresses the importance of educating you about the right windows and doors for your home. Veteran Windows and Doors is committed to meeting or exceeding the energy code and rating of windows based on where you live in Colorado. They follow stricter energy codes than are required to benefit you, the homeowner. Veteran does this because windows and doors with the highest energy codes and ratings will save you money, minimize your carbon footprint, and keep your home energy efficient longer by reducing the amount of time your heating or air conditioning runs. Don't fall for the heat lamp gimmicks the other windows and door companies use with salesmen who can't even explain the energy code or qualify the rating on their products. Custom build your perfect windows and doors today with Veteran by going to klzradio.com window. 
Bruce Simmons, you heard him on right before we came on today because he has his own program on Thursdays from 2.30 to 3. Reverse mortgage expert. Find him at klzradio.com. A reverse mortgage can make sense for you if you are properly prepared. KLZ's reverse mortgage professor, Bruce Simmons, can help make sure you are ready. Many things you do not need to do first, like paying your bills off first or making certain repairs. And sometimes you will need to shore up some things on the home title or a repair that Bruce knows will be needed for the appraisal. The point is you can be prepared for a reverse mortgage and move now rather than waiting. In an interest rate increasing environment, acting quicker rather than later puts more money in in your pocket. Call Bruce Simmons for a free consultation at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. And MLS 409914, American Liberty Mortgage, is an equal housing lender. All right, Kane, our home transitions to realtors for the price of one, and they want to take the stress out of buying and selling homes. Call them today. Find them at klzradio.com worried about your parents living in that house as they get older. So now you really need Catherine and Robin of K&R Home Transitions by your side. Kat and Robin are passionate about helping adult children and their parents as they both had to painfully go through the process with their own parents. Kat and Robin can assist you as much or as little as you need, and they will partner with you to sell the house for the highest price possible in the shortest time. Whether it's estate sales, open houses, cleaning and decluttering, photos and marketing, probate and paperwork, or transitioning to living in a multi-generational home, whew, that's way too much work for one person. Kat and Robin are senior real estate specialists, certified living in place professionals, chartered advisors for senior living, and certified home stagers among their many certifications. Visit klzradio.com home to see their work and schedule a no-strings-attached free consultation with Kat and Robin. All right, as we head into winter, make sure your furnace is doing what it's supposed to, and they've got a $50 off tune-up right now. Just give them a call. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning, klzradio.com, or 303-656-5467. Becoming a member of Cub Creek Heating and AC saves you money and helps ensure your maintenance is done on time. Proper servicing means your furnace and AC will last longer and run 50% more efficiently, reducing your AC or heating bill and preventing costly repairs to an overburdened system. Becoming a member of Cub Creek also means you save 10% on service and you'll enjoy priority scheduling. As we approach winter, appointments can pile up, but as a member, you'll move to the front of the line and avoid wait lists. Cub Creek's membership makes it easy because they'll notify you and schedule the maintenance for you. This is the best way to catch problems early. The biggest benefit to being a member comes when there's an HVAC emergency. Cub Creek will already know what equipment you have and can get it working again much faster. Have peace of mind year-round by contacting the Ream Certified Pro Partners at Cub Creek Heating and AC at klzradio.com HVAC. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, welcome back. As we finish things out, I was just telling Charlie, and I know Dr. Kelly and Steve can't hear me, but I always thank them, by the way, after they're done. I appreciate all of what they do, and I am a better man 
from knowing both of them. If it wouldn't have been for them early on through all of the COVID stuff we went through and just the things that, you know, even Steve and I learned together and then what I continue to learn from both of them on, you know, you guys all don't see this, but I get text messages in a group chat from them on almost a daily basis, pretty close to it, at least about four times a week they send things around, and I have learned so much. I'm indebted to them. I know you guys have, of listeners uh, feel much the same way, and I just want to thank them publicly for all that they have done. And we as a program and as a station are very indebted to all of the things that they have done for us, and I am very thankful for that. So that's it for this hour. We'll have another hour coming up. Don't go anywhere. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.